Welcome back to In Our Own Defense Podcast. Today we're being joined, Dr. Tarver and I are being joined by uh, Lauren uh, Jiwa. She is a, a licensed clinical social worker and extremely talented and, and helping us unpack avoiding assumptions and, and minimizing misunderstanding. We all recognize that we're going to have challenges in our relationships. We're going to have these uh, um, uh, hiccups, mistakes, or or like Dr. Uh, like Ms. Lauren was telling us, is you may tell your partner something over and over again, you may find yourself in a, in a, in a negative negativity cycle. And she's given us tools about how to unpack that, how to break it. Uh, one of the things that we we're talking about off show was that um, it seems like we're getting into some sort of uh, throwaway culture, uh, Ms. Lauren, as, as, a, as a culture, as a community, as a nation, uh, we're starting to throw people away. It's a cancel, uh, cancel culture, but we seem to start employing these tactics even in relationships. We, how do we, these misunderstandings reverberate, reverberate through the foundational aspects of these enduring relationships? And how does that mindset undermine uh, uh, new relationships? So we have the enduring relationships and we have this cancel culture that I believe that we're introducing to them. And then how to, uh, they, they sometimes undermine new relationships. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. So if it's already an established relationship, definitely resentment grows. And again, I'm stewing on something and I'm probably not communicating it, but it is coming out in some way. When we suppress, it comes out in other ways. It might be, I forgot to put the milk back in the fridge and then now it's a three hour fight. Or again, I'm being passive aggressive. I'm ignoring you. So it's really important to, again, if there is something that happens, is it a misstep, first of all, or is it just a complete violation of the relationship? Regardless of how small or little it, or small or big it is, it's really up to us to bring it up so that we can heal or again, figure out this isn't working so we can move on. Um, I'm in the business of change. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be a therapist. So again, I do think people can learn and unlearn certain things. I have patience. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of people have that. And so in new relationships, you know, ghosting, I'm not talking to you. It, it, it really actually, it undermines that potential in a relationship because it, it, you're not utilizing maturity, uh, problem solving skills, communication skills. You're really just, again, just throwing someone away. And so how, how are you learning and growing? You're not. If every time someone makes a mistake, you throw them away. Well, what about you? Because again, I don't know any human being that is perfect, right? Um, so again, assess if it's a misstep or if it's something totally egregious. Still, it's up to you to communicate that, right? Um, the only time I really do I'm okay with ghosting is if potential violence is involved. So if, you know, if, if it's, again, my safety, all of those things, then definitely you have every right to reach out to a DV shelter, to your family, to your friends, to get help and get out of that. But again, if it's not a good fit, because listen, I told you my boundaries, you clearly violated them. We're still pretty new. You know what's up with that i think it's something for us to talk about if, it's, if the person doesn't care okay well you know what? i don't think this is a good fit for me and leave but if it's an established relationship again it's up to you to communicate when things just don't feel right 
you know, you were out till three in the morning, you know, you know, for the last month, every Friday, Saturday, you're out till three in the morning. What's going on? Right? Instead of that said, he's cheating, I'm throwing him out. We don't know that. We don't know until we ask. Do people lie? <laughs> Absolutely. But again, you know, it makes it easier for you to make certain decisions when you take the, the steps that you need to get confirmation of something, right? So if, you know what, things aren't really working out, our communication's off, we should probably talk to someone. If I'm doing all of these things and you're really not putting your heart into it, you're really not trying, it makes it that much easier for me to be like, this is not my person. This person doesn't want to work on it. Let me move on. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right about that because I, I you know, there are things that are salvageable. Mm -hmm. um, we do, we, we get it wrong sometimes. And I, and I think that good, if we talked about uh, before break, that that sincere apology can go a long way. Like I mm -hmm. acknowledge that I, I messed that up right. um, and that I hurt you. And, and that is something I have to take responsibility for as opposed to um, saying, well, you need to stop being sensitive or um, this is how I am, you're just gonna have to deal with it. I, I do think that's an important dynamic of one, a person bringing it up and not harboring stuff. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we end up having communication about things that are not really the issue. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm addressing one thing, but there's really something else underneath there. And that's the thing that I need to really mm -hmm. be talking about that I'm not talking about. Um, mm -hmm. you know, so then this behavior comes out and you're confused as my partner about like, why are you acting this way? Um, mm -hmm. I'm really address with you what I need to address with you. So I, I do think it's important that we um, have those open dialogues instead of ghosting or avoiding. I know mm -hmm. Uncomfortable. Um, right. <laughs> we would. How would you feel if it was done to you? Yes. I love constructive criticism because, again, I'm neurotic. So you know, I like to do things right. And so, if you, if if it is something legitimate, like you know, we talked about commitment and you clearly aren't doing it, or I don't like the way that you talk to me. It is abusive. I don't want to do this anymore. Again, someone's planting that seed of insight. And like, wow, why does everyone say that? Or wow, this is the third person who said that to me. Again, you know, it could help you. And so it could help the other person. And it's really, again, it shows disregard for the person. It shows immaturity. Again, unless it's violence or potential violence or that fear of violence, if none of that's a factor, then communicate that. I don't, I don't like that you are not, you're not ready for a relationship. I don't, I don't want to waste any time and I'm not going to halt my life to wait for you to catch up. I'm gonna go live my life, maybe you can come check me later, but that's it, it's still up to us to, to communicate that. Again, so we don't waste time, that's the whole point. So that brings us to a, a nice area that often can be challenging for people, which is this notion of long distance relationships. Um, and we talk about communication. Mm -hmm. When you don't get to see your partner um, daily or, or possibly even weekly because they mm -hmm. may in other states, you, they might live in another country, um, and you are trying to manage this relationship, then I, I imagine communication becomes even more important. Mm -hmm. Don't necessarily have the, the potential to sit in the same space with each other and communicate. Mm -hmm. What are some strategies for people who may be in long-distance relationships or, or asking themselves if that's something that they would be comfortable with mm -hmm. um, to consider? Um, so for me... I work with everybody, but for my own personal, my own personal boundaries is that I truly only really support established relationships for long distance because again, they have a history. 
were they consistent when they were here? Did we have, you know, healthy communication when they were here? Um, again, were they consistent? What, what, what were they like before they had to move to, for this job or to school or whatever? But again, you know, you can have a healthy long distance relationship if you initially establish that. But again, you don't really have any history to gauge how this person would be. So, I mean, I really, again, we're creatures of habit. We're more likely to repeat certain things. So again, if it's established, you're more likely to know this could work. It's gonna be tough, but it could work. Um, but no matter if it's established or new, you can, um, if someone is away, again, uh, what is the end goal of the relationship? What is the point, right? What, where do we see ourselves you know, when this mission is over, whether I'm in school, I'm away on a contract, whatever, what is the end goal? What are the boundaries while you're away? You know, are we sleeping with other people or are we, you know, not doing that? What is it, you know, creating a communication schedule because depending on where you're at, you know, it's different time zones or whatever. Again, and then hold that person accountable. Are they picking up the call? Are they doing the FaceTime? Are they communicating? are your needs being met while you're away or while that person is away? And again, if it's not, what are we doing? You know, this isn't working. How can we get this on track? One thing I love because it's 2020 is that there's teletherapy. You all can do therapy together over Zoom. So, you know, again, there's always just different outlets to get back on track. But again, if, if the person isn't willing to do it, can't do it, and your, your needs are not met, Set an exit plan and let us move on. I mean, I think that's a great strategy is, is again, uh, Attorney Winders mentioned this earlier, um, it keeps going back to this communication. What What is the plan? <laughs> I wonder how many times I said communication. Probably a million times. But that is my the point. <laughs> 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 Might have won a prize. <laughs> But it's so true. And, and it's also important to have comprehension and, and really, truly understand. Again, make face. Is this what you mean, what monogamy means to you? Is this what you, you know, it's up to us to make space. It is important for your partner to feel validated and supported to provide space. This is what, I, you know, this is what I need from the relationship. Can you provide that? Is that something that you can work with? That would be fantastic if someone could provide space but it's our duty to always make space for ourselves. So, you know, that's, again, we are, it's up to us how our life ends, right? How our life turns out. And so do I want to say, well, at least I was with someone, yeah, for 30 years and you're miserable. That doesn't seem too help, healthy and helpful for you, right? And I think that brings us to, a, you know, another great question uh, that was posed from uh, kind of gathering the research is that we, we talked about how we get to these conflicts and you talk about, hey, figure out, am I hearing you say this? You don't see monogamy like this. You don't see um, um, uh, a singular relationship uh, focus or you don't, you're not doing the thing to do the maintenance. Like you got the job, now you don't want to do it anymore. You know, you want to <laughs> supposed to work required if, if it's time for the, the relationship to come to a, a conclusion, uh, you've tried all the conflict resolution pieces and practices, you did all of the network and the, the negativity cycle breaking, uh, those kind of chains or whatever, 
some relationships may need to come to a, to a timely end. And mm -hmm. what are some tips for our viewers to consider when evaluating the closing of that relationship in a healthy way to keep mm -hmm. those energies? Like, I, I don't feel that as a relationship comes to an end, that person is now on a Oh, you're dead to me. You're an enemy. We throw, we throw you away. Cancel culture again. Mm -hmm. What are some strategies for us to heal and move on mm -hmm. in, a, in, a, in a positive way? Not necessarily positive, but not negative in that unhealthy space. What, what are right. your thoughts? So I, I do love the fact that you said just kind of assess your efforts because, again, why do I want to make, why do I want to end this? So there's some individuals who struggle with intimacy or you know, certain things and like they want to run and it's actually unhealthy, right? So really assessing what efforts have I made? I talked to the person, I supported the person, I was patient, I did the homework in therapy, they did not, again, assess all the efforts that you have done as well as your partner. Again, if violence is a factor, absolutely just leave. Like, I mean, do come up with a plan Again, utilize your local DV shelter, your peers, your family. But again, if it's really like, this is not a good fit, this is just not working for whatever reason, my partner can't provide me these things, they don't want to, I'm tired, um, definitely begin creating an exit plan. Um, and it, again, it's very subjective. And so again, when we think about it, again, when we're leaving a job, some, some of us can just up and quit and most of us can't, right? I'm going to look for jobs. I'm going to look for jobs during my lunch hour so no one says anything to me. I'm going to do this. I'm go so again, come up with uh, an exit plan that fits for you and then have that communication with your partner. You know what? We really tried or I really tried. I really wish this could work. It's not working and I want this to end. And so again, you may need to compromise with the, with the exit plan you know, and in, in an exit plan, when we are leaving a relationship, it's about living arrangements. If you have children, um, again, it really is about just, I want this to end as peacefully as possible because I, I want what's best for you and I want what's best for me. And it's just not us. It's not us together. Uh, you know, I've had chats with people where I'm like, I need, you know, I, I can disclose for myself. Recently met someone and fantastic. We both have the same political views, equally yoked, motivated, fantastic. But guess what? They didn't make time for me. And the nature of their job is very stressful and all of that. But you can make time. You chose not to. And we did not have, um, again, spending time together to get to know each other that is needed when you start dating someone. So again, we had a conversation. This isn't working for me. I said, this isn't working for me and, and we can, we need to take a pause. And the whole point of this person working excessively, again, they want to purchase a home, which is fantastic, which is great. I don't want to be seen as a distraction, but also I want to make sure that you make time for me so we can have that foundation where, again, I can gauge, is this person a good communicator? Do their words and actions match and all of that? And it was probably the, one of the greatest conversations ever. And so, again, we ended it before I ended up hating this person, so that if things work out and, oh, my work schedule changed, or I got what I needed, we can get back together. But if not, again, I'm happy where I'm at. Um, so then after you speak to your partner and you all figure out, again, who's moving out, who's breaking the lease, who's whatever, 
it's up to you to execute it. Prioritize what's on that exit plan and it's up to you, it's your life, execute it and go. Um, definitely, I would say seek out mental health treatment because we can grieve a relationship. You can grieve who we thought this person was. You could grieve what I thought we had. And so we don't just grieve death, we can grieve what, what we thought things were or what, how things used to be um, so that you can heal for the next person. Take that time to heal because if not, you're going to fill that, you know, that void with another person and you're going to be back on another cycle of miscommunication, being unhappy, resent, being resentful and all of that. So definitely after you leave, it's over, we tied it up with a bow, start focusing on that healing so that, again, you get the love that you deserve. And Dr. Tarver? Well, that is bringing us to the end. Um, and so I, I want to uh, just, I'm a good summary kind of person. So I <laughs> summarize before Attorney Winters takes us to the close. Um, some of the important takeaway points, I think, from this very needed topic. Mm-hmm. Of, um, being able to manage the misunderstandings and, and avoid these assumptions that we have in our relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm sure our viewers may have picked up on communication. <laughs> That is the word of the day. I wish we had mm-hmm. those screens like they do on Sesame Street um, so that, that people could be clear about, but not only just communication. I heard you say several things about communication, which is address something in the moment, mm-hmm. also letting it fester, um, that we're responsible for bringing things to people. If they have heard us or if there's things we want to communicate about the type of relationship that we want. Mm-hmm. I make the assumption that this other person is going to know or be able to anticipate our needs. It's on us to be able to, to find our voice to say these things. And then uh, for those of us that are struggling with finding our voice, you've mentioned individual therapy as an option. Also being able to practice. I like these job metaphors you have used <laughs> about how we want to we wanna prepare for the job we want. We want to prepare for the relationship we want. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we need to research our relationships. We covered a lot of different types of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, research the type of relationship that we want, that we can be comfortable in, um, but also speak up about things in, in the dynamics of other families as we get involved in these relationships, because we get involved with people's families as we get involved with them. Mm-hmm. We see something in their families that makes us uncomfortable, that we communicate about that. Um, and then also when it is time for this relationship to change, whether that's change and that it needs to come to an end, or change and that we need to reassess where we are and see if there's some things we may need to address as a couple, then couples therapy may be an option for us, um, that we communicate those changes as well so that we can successfully navigate whatever those next steps are going to be for us Mm -hmm. as a couple. So um, thank you for all of these helpful (laughs) and and strategies that you have provided. I think you've helped a lot with um, just this topic, but also the forgiveness piece. Mm-hmm. Um, able to get that sincere apology. Uh, Attorney Winters? And, uh, you know, again, thank you, uh, Lauren. This uh, episode of avoiding uh, assumptions and, and minimizing misunderstandings on our own fitness podcast has been wonderful because of you. Uh, and, you know, you, you spoke earlier about uh, about Googling that, that fair fighting rules or fair fighting. Are there any other books or website recommendations or movies or podcasts or organizational kind of action plans, we always try to leave our viewers with something, like there's something to take away, a deliberate takeaway from this, a deliberate thing to take, put it in our toolkit. 
we all I always get better from these shows. I, I feel like they're therapeutic and uh, empowering to me. So do you have any books or websites or resources that you want to uh, offer to our guests that they can try to go and empower themselves? Absolutely. So um, I definitely, every couple, I give them a copy of The Fair Fighting Rules as well as I tell them to read The, the Five Love Languages um, by Gary Chapman. Again, we give love the way we receive it. And so if I'm a quality, you know, quality time person, but you're a gifts person, you might be like, yeah, this is great. But that, again, I need to show you, you know, how I need to love you the way that you can receive it. And that's the point. Uh, when they do the, uh, the five love languages, again, it's up to you to tell them. If quality time and acts of service, those are my highest ones, how can, that, how can my partner show me that? making breakfast, making my coffee, you know, cooking dinner if I'm working really late. That really shows that you understand what I'm doing and that shows that you care. So again, take the love language quiz together. And again, how do you want your partner to show up for you? It's up to you to tell them that. Um, it's so funny because uh, people who have been together for a long time, oh, he should know, she should know, they should know. And it's like, you, you, they can read mine. You don't need me. Go to Vegas and be a millionaire because you can read, you know, no one can read anyone's mind. It's up to you to communicate that. So definitely the five love languages uh, by Gary Chapman. Um, there's another book uh, by Jason Wilson, uh, Cry Like a Man, Fighting for Freedom from Emotional Incarceration. That's a whole other topic about men just kind of stifling their feelings. But again, it starts from when they're born and how differently boys and girls are raised about expressing their feelings. It's important to do that, right? Um, also, there's a workbook by uh, Dr. Joy Bradford. She's the fantastic woman who's behind Therapy for Black Girls. The, um, the workbook is called Questions That Need Answers After a Breakup. And lastly, um, I guess for a book, it's complicated, but it doesn't have to be, by Paul Brunson. That's something that's really helpful. Again, all of, all of these books really just speak to communication and just showing up for yourself as well as your partner. Um, so those are definitely some books that I would recommend. Yeah, the communication counter that's at the bottom of the screen just went off again. It was like communication. <laughs> <laughs> for the set, I swear, I hope someone gets a prize. They could say, Lauren said communication 17,000 times. Give them a prize. Um, but I mean, those are the books that I, I don't know if there's any other resources that you need, but I do listen to certain podcasts, um, Therapy for Black Girls podcasts have just different um, healing tools and healing podcasts uh, for women or for anybody. Um, again, whether in a relationship, they haven't been in a relationship in a long time, certain things to work on to heal, to get the love that you deserve. Um, as well as there's this other one. Oh, how married are you? And that's with Glenn and, and Yvette Henry, as well as Hey Girl by Alex L. Again, all, all of them are about healing, relationships, and all of that. Those are some special podcasts that I listen to. And how do our listeners get in touch with you? Like, do you have a, a, a space in which you put content out that listeners can receive, or are you mm -hmm. not? your contact information that, that may be public, uh, is that okay? That's fine. <laughs> um, so my website is laurengiwa.com. 
I do blog. I haven't blogged a lot this year because again, we're in a pandemic and self-care is paramount. Um, but also I do have a page on Instagram called The Real Transparent Therapist, as well as there's a group on Facebook, The Real Transparent Therapist. And again, I'm okay with being transparent. I think it's important. Being a therapist doesn't absolve me from having struggles. It doesn't absolve me from meeting men who, you know, their intentions aren't great, right? But again, the whole point is, is because I'm a therapist, what's in my toolbox, I can handle it better, <laughs> hopefully, right? And so, again, I think it's really important for us to be vulnerable. And I think we're not because we're afraid. And so uh, we put up this wall. When we put up a wall, we block the good and the bad. And so I'm very big on transparency. I'm very big on sharing. We're more alike than we are different. Well, no, that's, that's wonderful. And no, we're going to get people onto those resources uh, and, and we'll make sure we write them down so people to plug it into. Mm -hmm. uh, transparency is key. Uh, Dr. Tarby, you got any closing points? I just want to again thank uh, Ms. Dewa for joining us today on the show. Um, she's given a lot of great resources. I won't add to that to that list right now, but I, I, I would say that this is a very important topic and I think you did an outstanding job and we just thank you for, for sharing some of your wisdom and knowledge with us and our viewers. Well, thank you for having me, it was fun. <laughs> and thank you so much, Ms. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ms. Uh, this is uh, in our own defense podcast, we've been discussing avoiding assumptions and minimizing misunderstandings uh, with uh, Ms. Lauren Jiwa, a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, we're your hosts, Attorney A.D. Winners and Dr. Dolores Tarwood. For more information about our podcast, please follow us on social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, YouTube channel, uh, In Our Own Defense. Uh, and, and you can find us, of course, email in our own defense at gmail.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me.